Yeah, dedicated to the Golden State. Yeah, the weather, the women, and weed. Oh yeah, it's Saturday. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Blake Mayfield Pod, episode 164. This is Saturday by Warren G, Too Short, Nate Dog, and E40. I'm going to let this rock, and then we'll get into it. Thank you for tuning in. It's Saturday. Yeah. I want to play. Yeah. I feel nice day. And I wanna play. Yeah. You feel me? Gonna raise your hands. Some who's that big African American in the Cayenne? Doing Alrighty. Welcome to episode 164 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with Dustin Alexander. He is a local podcaster and one of the co-hosts of the Idea Drop Podcast, located right here at home in Redding, California. Dustin, how are you, man? Thank you for coming. Man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You enjoyed the intro song before Dude, we hopped I on. I loved it. That's hilarious. I think that's <laughs> such a creative idea. Do you change the song every podcast? Every podcast, yeah. So sometimes I struggle to find a song, but there's yeah. millions of songs out there. That's so. good. I'm so impressed. I've never heard that song. That's I think really? Yeah, no, I never have. Are you a fan of like Snoop Dogg and like the old '90s? Old '90s, like back throwback. Yes, but I don't listen to it much anymore. I yeah. DJ weddings on the side for some side cash, so I think I delve into that Ooh. area. But I've not heard that song. I need to actually put that on my playlist. Probably. Yeah, I'll send it over to you. That's you Warren should. G, man, for sure. Yeah, that's a West Coast classic right there. I think um, came out around the time the movie Strata Compton came around a couple yes, years ago. Like, yeah. I think 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those were songs he recorded in the '90s. He just never put out, and he finally put them out. That's why Nate Dogg's all over it and stuff oh like that. Gosh. And it's like legendary stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. it's super cool. I love that song. Um, and if you guys couldn't tell, we are recording this on a Saturday afternoon. I'm putting this up on Sunday morning. Um, and that's usually when I like to drop, so just letting you know as well, Dustin. But, nice. yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. I want to give a special shout-out and thank you to all the Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys very much as always. And last but not least, I want to give a special shout-out and thank you to our sponsors, Black Rose Coffee and Tea, Rebel Fit Company, and Spring Gulch Farms. And now a word from Black Rose. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Are you starting a brand new diet and want something organic and delicious? Want to support a locally owned and operated family business? Have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should try out Black Rose Coffee and Tea. At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy, organic on-tap kombucha, and the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at Dogs of Black Rose page. Visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. And without further ado, let's get into it, Dustin. So, thank you for coming on. Again, I appreciate it. I went on your podcast Last, I want to say Friday yep. or whenever that uh-huh. was. I'm not sure when you guys plan on putting it out, but it is coming sometime soon. And I had a lot of fun. We recorded right above Maxwell's. I didn't know there was even apartments right above Maxwell's. Mm-hmm. Um, I met you and your good friend Kendall. He's also your co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool, man. We just sat there, had a couple beers. I didn't think that'd be the intro, to be honest with you. I thought really? I, would, I thought I'd just walk into some studio. That's kind of how I do it here. You know, people yeah. just kind of walk in and we just go from there. But yeah, you guys did like a. Like a podcast before the podcast, and it was really cool. It was a good vibe. So I want to ask you and start here. Where did the idea for the Idea Drop podcast come from for you and your co-host? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, okay, so Kendall and I have been friends for a good amount of time, and we have worked together in many capacities. One thing that we share is we both start businesses and then fail businesses pretty often. 
And like just this year, we we hi- we bought an online dot com business. We lost all of our money there, so that was like boom, all gone. Uh, we tried to start a streaming business that went under. Um, Gosh, what else did we do? We, we, we just kind of tend to do this again and again and again and again and again. And years passed and years passed, we've done the same thing. I used to work with him when he was working at a tech company. Now he's CEO of the company. I don't work there anymore. But all of these ideas kept on coming into our brain, and we kept on doing them. So we thought, you know what? We love coming up with ideas on how to start a business. Let's just tell people about it. Give the ideas away for free. Because half of the ideas we can't start anyways. I don't have time to do this. You can only sink your teeth into so many things at a time. So that's how Idea Drop came to be. Okay. And you guys do a lot of tech stuff. It's a lot of like technological apps or websites or just ideas, uh, stuff that make like customer service easier, stuff delivered right to your door. Because when I was on the podcast, there was a lot of stuff that just like, I remember one of them was like, uh, would you want to have an alarm that also sprayed like some sort of spritzer <laughs> when yeah, you wake up? Like, that was an idea. like stuff to just kind of cater to like a single individual uh, you know, person or whatnot. But I want to ask you about this. I was reading up on your guys' website, and apparently, this is fascinating to me. You guys had a dozen practice episodes of your podcast. Episodes one to twelve are basically—I don't want to say lost episodes. You guys say that you want to put them out at a later date, but I've never heard of a podcast, at least admitting to the fact that they did a bunch of test runs um, and they just didn't release them or plan on doing them later. Why did you guys do twelve of them and then decide not to do anything with them? Like, you know, you're really good at your job. Right? You've done this 164 times, right? Absolutely. So our first – I don't know what your first 12 were like. I'd, I'd like to listen not to Not good. Them. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> To convert to now, they're not it's good. It's a little bit like that. So it yeah. was Kendall and me stumbling through things, trying to figure out our footing and, like, do we say this? Do we not say this? And it's streamed. So, like, what do we wear? What do we not wear? We were taking everything way too seriously um, and not just even having good conversations. So there's some – gold there but there's a lot of dirt as well if you will so uh we have all those we haven't even edited them just recently we brought on an editor um a guy who works with us and he just he's learning how to do all that stuff so it's perfect for him but i guess a lot of it is simply because we weren't that impressed with what we put out there <laughs> have you ever done that have you ever done a podcast and not sure. released the episode dude i literally there was an episode last year where i just thought it didn't go well after i released it and i just Took it down, you know, later on because oh I just, gosh. I was like, I just feel like this isn't, you know, putting you my took best it foot down. forward. You put it up and then you put it down. I did. Did anybody call you on it? Anybody say, hey, where'd that go? No one called me out on it. I mean, I know certain people listen to it. They let me know they listen to it. It was up for maybe, I want to say, two or three weeks or something uh, like that. Yeah. But I took it down eventually. I just feel like it wasn't the best representation of me. Absolutely. You know, and I like the, the freedom that certain creators and whatnot hold to, you know, if it's not to your standard, you don't, you know. You don't have to have it out there sometimes. You know, you, you can reel it true. back in and be like, this isn't up to the yeah. to the standard. You know, a lot of times, like you say, people don't release them to begin with. I released mine, then Absolutely. took it back. But nonetheless, yeah. yeah. No, so it's with, definitely happened. With ours, we have uh, we have a lot in the bag as well. So we ha- I think we have five or six that we have not yet released. Yours is one of them that we're still editing, chiseling down, and then we'll pop it out there. I'm not on that end of it, thankfully. I love not being involved with that <laughs> at all. I'm sure. Uh, it's so nice, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the first 12 were just god-awful. But we do have um, an email list. If you, like, sign up, then we send you all the 12 for free, and I think that's... Oh, I, okay. I'm pretty sure that's where it is. I have we Kendall and I talked about that, and we were thinking about throwing it out there. That's probably what we did. <laughs> I gotcha. just check on that. But, um, yeah, that's the story there. Oh, yeah. Man. Hell, yeah. Well, I want to ask you about this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea starting for Idea Drop and whatnot. Do you think it was because a lack of something here in town? Was it just something that you guys just wanted to do, like a business-oriented podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what was, I guess, the motivation behind it? Was it something that you think 
we locally needed here for people to, to listen to? We both love the North State. That is actually a huge thing we've talked about with this. I don't know if this is the chief uh, like source of where it came from, but we definitely are trying to draw attention to Reading. Reading doesn't have a lot in terms of uh, – no, it does have a lot of business, but not a lot of business on ramps in my opinion. Um, we do have like some small business startup groups, some – there's even a crypto group, anything like that. But we're just trying to get the word out. It's pretty nice here. Like, it's really nice. We've got a lake. We've got beautiful weather, except for right now. Right now, it's a little <laughs> it's too hot. In the middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> I take that all back. Uh, but no, yeah, so a lot of it was just that local thrust, uh, trying to get it into the air. I guess that was there. And then a little bit was just to light a fire under our own ass. You know, we need to do this. We actually need to. We keep on talking about doing this. Let's just do this. And then if you actually put it out there, then you feel the pressure to keep on going, right? I'm sure you've had those weeks where, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to do this this week, but I did it the last five weeks in a row. I have to keep going. I have to do this. The momentum's gone. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's definitely an element of drawing attention to Reading. Is that what you did? I I remember asking you this. You said that you, well, remind me if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Well, so I started this podcast Halloween 2018, that's episode yeah. one. Um, had Billy Pilgrim from Q97 on. That was like still, I still, one of the biggest moments to me. So one of my favorite moments. I was like no some way. 19-year-old kid. He was like, it was actually right in the alleyway behind Maxwell's and the stuff no like way. that. I, I remember he parked somewhere across from Kobe's. We walked down that alley right to the sound house right there. Love that's it. why I asked mm-hmm. you and, yep. and Kendall about that. And we did it right there at the sound house. And uh, yeah, just... You know, I think the idea to go get small business owners and talk to people literally fell in my lap. And we talked about this on on the other ones, but it's because COVID, you know, because in 2019, it was a lot of just me and my friends, a lot of Mm -hmm. sports stuff, which is fine. I still do that to this day. I think I'll always do that because I love sports. But I did kind of want to do something different, and I saw a need for this in the community. And truth be told, I mean, even as early as 2018, 19 range, there were really no other podcasts around here you know at least there's to my not, knowledge man yeah you know sad. I, wish I mean there there's you more. guys i know there's viva downtown i know mm-hmm. there's a couple other ones locally um but you know there's just still if i think of all the ones in my head that have ever done even one or two episodes there's maybe seven or eight like there's not a big hotbed for it yeah. and i guess i was just lucky enough to be someone that i just realized i'm like hey no one's doing this Let, let's go do this you know Perfect. so and that's that's what it takes and that's how it goes so yeah but i mean you know love and ready and i mean you know there's two lakes here and Feels like we're. I was driving here today, and I'm like, I feel like, you know, we're in the valley, but it's almost like a like a peninsula in a way because we have Alps, yes. Shasta, Lassen. Yes. Like, there's something on each side uh-huh. of you when you're driving all the way until basically Sacramento Range, and then you kind of get into the really boring valley. Yeah, but I hate that part of the valley. No, it's perfect. <laughs> we live in the absolute most beautiful spot because it, yeah. within one hour drive, you can be in a mountain, whiskey town, two hours, Shasta, the ocean. Lassen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It yeah. is. It's yeah. very underrated for sure. And then if you want to go city wise, two and a half hours to sack three and a half hours to San Francisco. Perfect. I mean, it's, it's great. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. How'd you get into tech and just have this love for technology? Cause to me, it's like, you gotta be some like whiz kid. You gotta have like big brain energy, a bachelor's degree, you got to know all the how to compute and numbers and all this stuff, and that's how you get a, a tech job, quote unquote. But how did mm-hmm. you kind of get your education and get your interest in technology, and especially just seeing it advance over the last 10, 15 years as Absolutely. it has here in Northern California? Yeah, it's tricky. I feel like um, if if there's a satellite, I'm circling around tech, and I'm not. I have not fully dove in, div, oh dived into it. I guess. I don't know how you say that, but um, dove into it. Dove into yeah, there it. We That's go. what it is. <laughs> so, as a young age, I was actually pretty obsessed with coding. 
um, during that time. I grew up and I was doing it on old computers. I had no idea what I was doing, building computers, all that stuff. And then that kind of turned into the music side. I got really heavy into music production. And that's, yeah, so that is pretty tech involved, if you will. Um, And then from there, I was, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to make money with that. I toured a little bit, all that jazz, good times. And I found myself working at a car salesman place of all spots. And I was in the internet department. And I I figured out, like, wow, you uh, you can get people to come in based off of where their address is if you offer them better discounts the further out you get. And so I was, like, kind of mm. creating this predictive analytics uh, setup for cars and, and where they were because there would be other dealerships over there. So what would incentivize them to come to our dealership instead of a different dealership? So they started getting that in motion. I was like, we could automate this. Why don't we automate this? And so on my side, while I was there, I started diving into coding, learning how to do all that stuff. Um, and then I left, worked for a cruise line, that all fell off. And then I came back to California and I said, screw this, I don't want to do coding. And I just started learning all about the outside of tech. Um, and which brings me to where you are right now, which is perfect. It's, uh, it's no code. No code's huge right now. You can develop an app in hours and you don't have to know any coding. It's just drag and drop, much like you would do, I don't know, like, a, like an old paint thing or a Photoshop or anything like that. So like right now you have tons of tools and you probably don't know all the ins and outs of them, but you don't need to know them anymore, right? Uh, it's it's, it's kind of nice. They're, they're you only becoming, have to know a few. Exactly. Becoming easier and easier and the, easier. The features, if you will. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly that. And then the tech industry is becoming much more accessible in every single way, including on the outside. You don't have to be a tech whiz to work in the tech industry, right? So I guess we technically work in the tech industry, and I've done things like sales in there and uh, uh, management, I guess, things like that. I I don't know how to code anything to save my life. I'm god-awful at it. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just a general fascination that's been around at all. But you, you feel like you would need to be a whiz kid to get involved in that kind of stuff. I, me personally, yes. Really? Yeah, because I'm not – I'm good with numbers and I'm good with, like, certain math and whatnot. But it just – coding and then just software and all that stuff is just – it's foreign to me. I just have no idea. Although you do it right now, right? So you're going to take this, and this is an audio file. You're going to somehow put it into some program, and then you're going to go online, and you're going to put that on the internet. So many people would be so overwhelmed by that idea. It's so daunting. What? How do I put out a podcast? This is, ex- this is exhausting. I don't know any of that stuff. Really, it comes down to can you YouTube how to do a podcast, and then they'll tell right. you how to upload the content and do it all out there. It's it's a lot more accessible than you might think. Um, that's but, true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so because – and that's a good point because I would just – you know, we were talking before, and I just had the one Yeti mic when I first started this thing and then just mm-hmm. have the file on here. And I still do it the same exact way, but now it's like there's multiple channels of microphones and volumes and mm-hmm. and, and just Bluetooth hookups and no yep. one else can have this going. And it's just – yeah, it's, it's all uh, – it, it's a step up for sure. It's, it's a lot more confusing to be yeah. honest with you. But also, you know, the more you pay for certain technology, the more you know, the better – product you can get out of something for yourself you know because if i know how to work a a roadcaster pro i would not have bought you know the roadcaster pro mixer board now that i do i mean it's you know this is a 700 dollars tool that can make you seven million dollars that's true you know it's exactly so it's just like i mean all this equipment you know can go for that so oh man it's much more acceptable here let me give you a quick example i um i was just coming back with my girlfriend at the time now my wife uh and we landed in Reading. she's taking a nap next to me and i'm like oh I was I was on the app store and I, not, I noticed a bunch of those like positive affirmation apps. You look in the mirror and you like see all these things, right? And I think that those are really douchey and terrible. And so I, <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make an app that's a negative affirmation app. 
Uh, so it just like sends you a pop up and says you're probably not good enough. And then the next, it's just like it's really dumb, dumb, dumb idea. But it was my think, my thought of I wonder if I could do this in less than five hours. I did it in four hours. I mm. literally made the app and put it on the app store because it it's so much more accessible right now. You can just look up, you know app builder and then boom it goes through it so it, to get into tech in any capacity whatever field you want to get into it i i really think it's just telling yourself i'm gonna do it and then find a way to do it and then find the easiest way to do it don't do the hard stuff pay somebody to do the hard stuff if you need to down the road but just get your idea life and then from there it'll it'll probably work itself out or if you're like me you'll say wow that was a terrible idea and you'll just like throw it away and do the next idea yeah but, well, I mean, that's how it goes anyway, you know, like I, I brought up here on the podcast before, I think I brought it up with you guys, I used to make music in high school, and it just yeah. didn't go over well, yeah. yeah, we did talk about that. Did you, how many, and did you put it out, like a lot yeah, of? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, maybe not a lot of songs, uh, maybe maybe 15 in total, something no like way. that, but I you mean. you put it out there. Yeah, SoundCloud and, wow. and, and everything, man, and yeah, CD form, I'd pass out like free, because I was not dumb enough to. have a CD, to, I want one. I don't have any anymore, oh. the last one I put out was uh, August 2016, that was the last CD, and I know people out there's have them somewhere you know maybe one day they'll upload them to the internet to to expose me or something you yeah. know do you ever have anything like that where you're like man tons, this tons. app or this idea will it's, haunt me i'm gonna oh wake up one gosh. day and oh it's gonna be over like not that i dread that but i'm like man i don't want that cd uploaded but someone's gonna do it oh my god you just yeah. you gotta accept it you know Absolute. mostly it's just like photos from facebook from old times and back in high school right. <laughs> i don't want any of that to see the light of day but definitely <laughs> i've got you have to start with the horror stories you have to That's how that. it all starts. Like, no one is ever just instantly amazing at it. You know, everyone's got their drawbacks. I mean, you could oh, look at yeah. anyone, you know what I mean? I mean, they still talk about, like, LeBron's hairline and stuff like that. Oh and gosh. he's LeBron James, so it's like, I had a friend you know. who saw uh, Green Day, like, back in the beginning, right? Before they were, they were like a high school band kind of thing. I don't know how old they were. They said they were awful. Just, like, terrible. God-awful band. Um, and now they're one of the biggest bands on earth. So yeah, yeah then you hear you know, do you have the time? Yes. Like yeah, and then you're like, they don't suck. <laughs> they're actually no, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. too. Everyone's got to start somewhere oh, for sure. Definitely. Well, speaking of starting somewhere, let's get into this. How'd you meet your podcast co-host and one of your good friends, Kendall? How'd you meet him, man? Mr. Bachman. Yeah, good, good guy, good friend. I met him. Um, I went to a college, I went to a little Christian college uh, nearby, and I was trying to join some band, and um, this girl named Jenna, Jenna Barney, at the time, I auditioned, and she said, no, you're not good enough. She turned me away. Well, mm. years later, she married a man named Kendall Bachman, <laughs> and that's how I met him. I just happened to see uh, her, and then he was there, and we hit it off great, and um, and then we started go get, going to get lunch and doing just hanging out a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. And then eventually he said, I like the way you think. Let me hire you for my tech company. And so I worked with him for a little bit. And then we we drifted away during COVID because we all had our own projects. And then we came back together over the last year. Um, and then I did eventually uh, get into a band with his wife. And now that was great as well. But um, yeah, that's how I knew Kendall. But it, it's great because he's a local. And there's not a lot of locals here in Reading. A lot of people come in uh, for out of things such as Bethel right. or whatever. Um, but it's it's nice to cross paths with a local, and then you think, oh my gosh, we have so much more in common just by the fact that we stuck around Reading. So many people leave. It's so sad, but yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, that's an interesting topic right there because there's been a lot of great. This podcast room we're sitting in was not a thing back July. What you know, whatever no. 2020. 
Yeah. It was not. This wasn't even built out. So, you know, there is a lot of new stuff going on and, and obviously downtown and Market Street and stuff like that. I saw a thing City of Reading posted on Instagram where it showed 2019 where those apartments are yeah. in 2022. And it's like, that is crazy. It was just dirt. Yeah. There was nothing there, oh, literally nothing. I'm like, we've had so much property in this city for so many years that we've mm-hmm. never done anything with. And now to see these dirt fields and, like, the new parking structure. Like, I remember parking at that parking structure when it was kind of sketchy to go to the townhouse. Yes, and A lot of stuff like that. It's just like, it, it is kind of nuts to see if you're a local, you know. And it's it's nice to see, you know. I mean, the room we did the podcast right across the street, the parking structure mm-hmm. and the new Market Street. And that's a hell of a view, man. I love that studio. I love spot, that studio. Man. Yeah, but, no, we love it there. Yeah, no, you were absolutely right as far as reading and, and whatnot and that's cool for you know you guys meeting up and and being local residents and oh it's so watching cool, the city man. grow together you it's know? so fun we love anybody who's local and trying to make something here and I, I, you know what i love i love people who are saying yeah i want to i want to build something but i don't want to leave to build it i want to do it here that's so inspiring to me because it's so easy to say hey i want to go to this city and some things are better in, in the big city I, it's so funny i'm dogging on it you were mentioning that you were thinking about moving to san francisco is that right yes that is correct let me tell you don't do it man you got to stay here in Reading. this place is way better don't do that anyways <laughs> you know what's funny i've gotten the exact opposite of that from no everyone way. i talk to they're like do it go, go for francisco. it they're like, do it dude you're gonna regret if you don't do it and the thing is it's you know like i always say and i i don't i don't want to be this old guy that when i'm 70 I always said how I was going to do it and never did it, but, like, it's it's a phase. I don't feel like I have to do it right this second. I feel like there's still, you know, stones to turn here with guests and ideas. And then yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, if you're an athlete or you do something and you have a contract, you just kind of know when it's time to move on. Or you, totally. you know when it's time. And sometimes people stay the same place for 20 years, 30 years, 40. It just never, ever changes. They just like the stability. They need it because they're kids or whatever. Yeah. But someone like me, man, I'm, I'm single. I just have two dogs. Like, I don't have anything really tying me down except family, which I love my family. But mm-hmm. it's like, man, this is the time. You know, I, I it's, do just, think it's right. that itch. You know what I mean? No, That's you, all it is. You got to scratch the itch. And plus, every time you move, every time you do anything like that, you learn so much more about yourself. Yeah. I've, I've moved several times, and some of them have been terrible. Some of them have been awesome. But it makes me appreciate the next place even more. And I, I think I wouldn't like Reading as much as I do now if I hadn't have moved. So, yeah, move, move. You got to do it. Follow yeah. your dreams. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. What are your thoughts on San Francisco? We talk about tech and San Fran oh. and a lot of businesses. A lot, And you probably know those more than me, but a lot of them went to Austin in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. yep. including Tesla, which wasn't in San Francisco, but it was still the Bay. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of different tech companies. I forget some other ones. But the only ones that have really stuck around are Twitter, which there's that's mm-hmm. – Excuse my language, a shit show right now between Musk and the oh, shareholders. It's, such, yeah. it's insane. Uh, Airbnb, you know, stuff like that. But there isn't a ton of them left in San Francisco compared to what there was. What are your thoughts just kind of on the Bay and all these, in particular, tech companies going to Austin, Texas? I've never even heard of Austin until all these people started going to Austin. Because you always hear about Dallas yep. and Houston and San Antonio, yeah. but never Austin, which is the capital. It may, yeah, Austin is kind of true. Austin, it's got a good uh, music scene in Austin, actually. That's I, true. Yeah, I think... It's so hard to say. I cannot blame those tech companies for moving. I love California and every single thing that you can do. But if they're being completely raked of the coals for their taxes here, 
then it makes complete sense. Like, let's say you make a dollar and 10% of that is going to Uncle Sam, which, yes, we all have to pay our taxes. But if you're dealing with a, a billion, $10 billion business, $100 billion business, that's so much money. That's a lot of cash. And that could even be money that you reinvest in the company, you reinvest in your employees, anything like that. It's it's outsourcing. It's it's um it's just arbitrage at its best. Like I told you the other day, I hired a chemist from Pakistan, right? Because I didn't want to pay $700 yeah. here. So I paid $55 or 45 or whatever it was. Um, yeah, so it's just – it's hard to blame them. Now that on the other side, I blame them a little bit. I think we should if – you, if you love California, you should stay where you're at. Though, you've been to San Francisco. It's not for everybody. It's very, very busy. It's extremely close Hectic and, and compact. Mm-hmm. Totally. All the time. All the time. Hundred percent of the time, yeah. And, and there's some there's some gross things about it, like you see a lot of homeless, and that can be kind of hard because they can harass you a little bit and all that stuff. So you definitely have to be the right person for it. So I, I understand, like you know what, I just want a slower life and a slower business, and I want less of a hassle to go through everything. I'm going to go out there. I mean, that's why um, so many people they incorporate their companies in Delaware because they don't have any fees to do that, right? It's just you save eight hundred bucks, just like that. It makes sense. People are trying to save a dollar. Uh, yeah, it's so tough. I would do it if I were them. I, I would leave as well. You would leave? Yeah, I would wow. just move the company. Even like Twitter and whatnot. Like the headquarters are still around. Yeah. I, it's Go- Google's in San Fran. Because think about it. knowledge. Yeah, Silicon Valley is definitely what it's at. And there's a cool energy in the air there. Everybody's trying to be creative and do something. It's like when you go to L.A., everybody's a musician and an actor. And you're like, wow, okay, I can't throw a stone without hitting somebody who thinks they're going to be famous someday. I think that's why I like Yeah, it's a good that. feeling, right? Yeah, because like I'm one of those people. I think that's why I enjoy so much. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's doing a startup. Everybody has a cool idea. That is awesome. However, we live in the digital age where you can be anywhere to have that cool idea and anywhere to have that startup, right? Um, yeah. Half the businesses, you can start from your, your living room. You know, on the floor while you're petting your dog or anything like that. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. I think it all it, it's all about can you afford to be there? San Francisco is really hard to afford um, for a lot of companies and for a lot of individuals. And do you want to be there? Just choose. And if you can do that, do it, right? Silicon Valley is super cool, super cool energy as we're talking about. I couldn't afford it. I don't think I would be able Costs to do it. Costs well. a grip, dude. Oh, my gosh. Insane. A whole grip of cash. It's cr- second most expensive c- uh, city in America behind Manhattan, which oh, what really? do you expect? Manhattan's the – Manhattan, apparently, I was uh, looking at the news the other day. Their rent has gone up since uh, July 2021, 30%. Just oh in Manhattan. Gosh. I don't Isn't know about the boroughs and stuff, but – Man, it is, it's Manhattan, New York. I, I think they can get away with – they could raise up 130% yeah. in a year, and people would still pay for it, and they will never leave. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's that energy, though. It is good energy. It I really was, is. I was just there a month ago. No, three weeks ago. And it, Oh, good for you. Uh, yeah. I've never been. I, I would love to go. I don't like rats. Are there a lot of rats there? People just talk a lot of smack. There are a lot oh. of rats there. I hate to say it. All it's right. dirty. It's like San Francisco. Um, but you have to choose. If you want to do it, it's cool. There's it's also, dirty. Yeah, it's totally dirty. But there's also <laughs> like you walk down the street at midnight and you get a dollar pizza. Oh, my gosh. What what could be Is that actually that? good? Yeah, it's totally good. It doesn't give you a stomach ache or food poisoning? It's uh, it's hangover pizza, man. It's like it's kind of okay. meant to give you like it's supposed to be heavy, you know what Got I mean? Got you. Like, you know, after a <laughs> long greasy. night. Yeah, you want you want to have french fries. You want a burger. You want something... That thick, that's it, good. Yeah. It, it soaks up all the tequila and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, the soda. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's fun, though. <laughs> Move to San Francisco. Follow your dreams. We could all use a good laugh anyway. Yeah, thank you. That's I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, I love the honesty on the pod. No, no, no. It's good. Let's get into this. What are some entrepreneur ideas or business ideas that 
you are still coming up with currently? I mean, is there anything that you're looking to launch here pretty soon? Is there anything you want to reveal? Um, it sounds like, you know, you're always just kind of in go mode anyway. It's kind of like, you know, this podcast, like honestly, I thought I was going to have someone a couple of days ago. They dropped out, still had someone like, totally. how does, how do you kind of go about that? Because, and people don't realize this about creatives. Like the brain never shuts off when you're a creative or, or you're not in, I hate to say the nine to five thing, but like, the day's not over at five for people who create apps or create ideas or have, you know, broadcast themselves. It's just, you know, it's always work. It feels like even on a day off, which there's no such thing, but what are some ideas you got coming out? What are, what are some things that you've been thinking about that you want to launch here perhaps pretty soon? This is really tough. There's so many ideas and it's really hard for me to narrow them down. So ones that I have been actively working on, um, I'll just give you a couple of ones that we were starting, then we kind of paused, and then I'll give you maybe one or two that I'm working on right now. So uh, the tech company that we were going into, we were going to try to do a drag-and-drop resume uh, fill, like it'll fill out, but it's specific and bespoke to whatever field you're in. So we're going to market it towards engineers. So for engineers, this is a drag-and-drop informational thing that you can drop in there. Boom, your resume is awesome. Send it out. Or uh, maybe nurses or anything like that. So it's 20 bucks. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I send, spend that, right? So that that fell through because there was a bit of a scam involved, and we it was just so integrated in the system that we said, no, it's just not worth it. So we just let that die. Um, after that, I was – you know, I'm still working on this idea. This is an interesting one. Um, it's, uh, it's timed candles, so like 90-minute candles or 60-minute candles. These candles that are so cheap to purchase and they're great fragrance, you just put them in a cont- cartridge um, or like a little c- candle base, and they burn exactly 90 minutes. Now, the idea I got was uh, my wife and I, when we're going to bed, she'll light a candle off, and, and then we're falling asleep, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to get up. I am so comfortable, but right. I have to blow out this damn candle. And so timed candles. Yeah. <laughs> it's an extra 30 minutes to fall asleep. Absolutely. Automatically. Yeah, yeah. it's totally true. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we were doing this idea and this idea actually we had a lot of traction with it. But um, then I, you know, left when on my honeymoon and I got back and I put that one on the on the t- on the shelf, if you will. So I'm probably going to come back to that one. That one just takes a little bit of arbitrage. So we're getting all the candles through Alibaba. So that's going straight from from China because there's no regulations that you need to adhere to with candles not that much unless you're trying to call them safe candles which you know we don't we're not putting them in churches so it's not a big deal right um but yeah you just get that from alibaba then you go to shopify make a shopify account and run ads on it say hey timed candles timed candles make shoot a few videos and boom you're good you're up and going um but the idea that i've been working on right now this is a weird idea man this is the one of the weirdest ideas i've ever had i don't know if this is okay to say i'm ready to hear it oh go ahead Um, it's it's uh it's the lubricant it's a single serve single serve lubricants um okay that we're trying to work with um it's going to be marketed towards you know like college age students anything like that if you're traveling it's used for that right um and that's been going super well, and we're ready to launch. It's me, one other partner, and we're trying to find an investor, and we have two investors that are willing to throw down some good money on it. The one hoop that I'm trying to jump through is getting through FDA reg- regulation, uh, mm. and that's just – it's a nightmare. Yeah. So we might end up actually white-labeling other products. So white-labeling is you just remove whatever product they are, then you put, slap your label on it. Just to get the concept out there, see if people will purchase, and then transition, go through the FDA hoops, and build their own product to go with the same thing. That makes sense. Yeah. But that's what I'm working on right now. I, I have tons of weird ideas and tons of things like that. Uh, I have a friend who's a record who owns a, um, a record label, and I'm talking to him about potentially starting a short, like a kind of like a fast food song production uh, 
purchase, if you will. So $1,000 to produce a professional-style song, um, and it would be done in two days. So we're talking about doing that. I've seen one other person do that company, and they did it well. Um, man, I'm always thinking of stuff like that. I don't know. That's good, though. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of variance there, a lot of different stuff that you're so trying to do. Things. So, yeah, that's good stuff. That's what it's all about. Well, look, let's take a break real quick. And play some more ads, and when we come back, let's talk just more about podcasting, just the tech age and stuff like that. Yeah. And we can kind of get into a, a mini speed round and just kind of what comes next for you in 2022. Perfect. Love it. We'll be right back. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Rebel Fit Company. At Rebel Fit, you'll find state-of-the-art gym equipment, a dry sauna, and the one and only posing room nicknamed the Ego Room. Rebel Fit also offers classes for those interested in kickboxing, has a PS5 to use once you're done with your workout and just want to chill, and a podcast room where you can record your journey, whether it be weight loss or life. Visit Rebel Fit Company at 161 Locust Street off of Athens Avenue in Reading. No contracts, no hidden fees, and a chance to transform your health. Come in and sign up today. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Spring Gulch Farms. If you're sensitive to certain food but still have that sweet tooth, Spring Gulch Farms has you covered with their dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free treats. Whether it's a delicious peanut butter bars with oats, brownies made with lots of TLC and no gluten or dairy, or their limited-time, brand-new, gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate crackle cookies, Spring Gulch Farms has you covered. Follow Spring Gulch Farms on Instagram and Facebook to get the latest updates and stop into Black Rose Coffee and Tea in Reading, Cafe Calico in Anderson, or Country Market in Happy Valley to try one of these delicious snacks today. You won't be anything less than satisfied. All right, and we are back. So I want to get into this with you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about podcasting. Yes. I got a lot of different things I want to talk about because you're into tech and I'm into podcasts, and they go hand in hand in some instances, but you know. Podcast succeeding is a very interesting thing to me in the new age because it is still long form. Mm-hmm. But I think people enjoy podcasts so much because it is essentially how I view it, the radio, without filters and commercials. Yeah. You'll get ads. you know. Yeah. I mean, I just played two ads. I mean, you'll, you'll get the stuff. But you can always on Spotify or something skip through them. I know you can you know, hit the little 15-second button and just kind of get through it. Um, and you don't really have to have a subscription or anything to even be able to listen to. Like, I don't subscribe to Spotify or even mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, but I can hear any podcast I'd like to. What are your favorite parts of podcasting? And, and, and what's your favorite idea as far as just how the uh, the, I don't want to say the sport, but the idea is in general. Well, what's your favorite thing about podcasting? Podcasting is is super interesting. It's okay. So you know, like if you were to talk to somebody, you get to know that person. You get to know their personality. I think podcasting is one of the unique ways that you can share your personality and people fall in love. So I, it, the best way to create a super fan is to just be a hundred percent genuine with your podcast, and then everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, I love this person. I want to do this." This is the reason why everybody loves Doja Cat so much because she's just super weird right it's it's true yeah she's super weird or or the kardashians they're like very like who lives like this this is so strange but they're being 100 percent authentic and genuine in the weirdest ways that they are because they're just weird people right um podcasting is great because you're 100 percent yourself and personality people are drawn to that people are drawn to uh genuineness now where you don't see that though is um some some instances of radio, ads, TV shows, that's all like a nice thick veneer that you throw on something, a concert, anything like that. So it, that's like you're seeing what they want to show you. 
with a conversation that lasts an hour, an hour and a half, or 45 minutes, eventually you're going to see through it and you're going to see this is who this kind of person is. And you can kind of make these virtual friends, right? I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I love philosophy, things like that. And I don't have any philosophy friends in Reading, not that much, but I have tons all over the world. I'm listening to them. I feel like yeah. I know their personality, anything like that. I love that. That's Hopefully that answers your question. But that's For the, sure. The personality element. I mean, what do you think? What, what's the, what's your draw to podcasts? You started doing it. What did you do? I think my favorite part of it is getting to know someone for sure, but also just you find something in certain podcasts and the big ones that blow up that you don't find like in everyday life, in everyday conversation. Like the reason mm-hmm. I started the podcast is because I feel like there's a lot of um, stones that weren't turned here that – they weren't asked great questions or people don't ever ask how they're doing. People don't ever wonder how, you know, they go about stuff. Um, and, you know, it's just you always hear about, oh, someone's up for a re-election. Oh, someone is on uh, the radio. Someone has a 10 o'clock show. But how does that person prepare for the 10 o'clock show? Mm-hmm. How do they go about their show? What do they do after the show's over? How does a meeting go? How do they, you know, are they, do they produce and record it? I like stuff like that, you know. And it's just all kind of, it's all just kind of practice, you know. My, my big goal is to kind of do this in a big city. You know, and I mean, you look back and, and read YouTube videos and interviews and stuff. A lot of these people, man, they talked a lot of shit about how great they were when they were young. But they Did all, they? yeah, hell yeah. Like I was looking the other day at, you know, someone like Kobe, um, different, maybe even like news anchors and stuff I like. Or, yeah, yeah. rest in peace, Kobe, man, shit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, if he's talking shit about how good he was, well, he, he was right. He nailed it. <laughs> he was actually that good. <laughs> he was actually better than everyone for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, being from, he started over in, I want to say, Italy, where his dad was playing basketball. But he was born in Philly. He was a Laker fan growing up. Then he got to play for the Lakers for 20 years and become their best. Stuff like that, like it's literally like someone writes it out, and we just don't know it. You know what I mean? And I just like to explore that. I like to kind of you know, watch how the story unfolds and give people voices and stuff like that. So You like the behind the scenes, the, the actual nitty-gritty, the every single thing that goes in between yeah. the story. So the story between the story, I guess. Basically, yeah. Like, for more backstory, you know, I work here at KRCR, and I oh. work behind the scenes right now, and I want to work my way up to be a reporter. But working behind the scenes on the morning show, especially, like, everyone rolling in at 4 o'clock, like, it's quiet. Everyone, like, looks tired, feels tired. But once the show's on at 5, like... We're going at it. We're going hard. And, you yeah. know, we get, you know, I, and we're very lucky for, you know, amazing ratings and people like, mm-hmm. you know, who are our anchor and, and weather person. And, you know, it's just it's it's good stuff, man. So my favorite part of podcasting is watching the story unfold, basically. Yeah. And, you know, that's what radio would always do. That's what TV would do. But, you know, a lot of the stuff now is streaming. A lot of stuff now, you know, podcasting the new radio, streaming is a new TV. You know, I feel yes. like iPhones and galaxies are the new televisions. People would go out 15, 20 years and get a new flat screen for the Super Bowl, uh-huh. for the Grammys, for the Oscars, uh-huh. for the the finals, for what, you know, the World Cup. Now people go out and get new cell phones to have the better cameras. They go out to get new cell phones to be able to talk to their friends about how great their thing is. You know, three cameras on the phone. I have the same thing. Totally, yeah. It, it's, it's, as the kids would say, it's a flex, you know. It's just we always <laughs> move to the next – we always move the goalposts to the next flexible thing, you know. What can we flex the most about? Talk about how great we are the most about. So. That's good. I like your uh, the idea of transitioning through technology, right? Like I guess the beginning was, you know, conversation. Then we went to Morse code and now all this radio stuff and now podcasting. Podcasting is the new – you said podcasting is the new radio? In my opinion, yeah. I mean, you know, I say that as humbly as possible. I, I don't – there's lots of talented radio people. I know we talked about on the one we did, yeah. the episode we did, how uh, – People like Steve Harvey and Ryan Seacrest still get still up dead. every day to do their show. Um, you know, and they've been doing it. They, 
Ryan Seacrest and Steve Harvey do not need to do a three or four not hour radio all. show every day still. But and people don't even know they do that. Someone like Howard Stern is still the number one guy on Sirius XM. In um, regardless of what people think about, you know, what he says and whatnot, I mean, to have that long of a run and to still be relevant or to have people come to your show. You know, I, I remember he interviewed Tom Brady a couple years ago in the middle of COVID. And I'm a big football fan. Yeah. I thought the Tom Brady interview was one of his best interviews because Howard Stern doesn't know a damn thing about football. And it still was a great two and a half hour conversation. And so that's, that's where this is special to me. That's where it's like, you know, I don't know anything about the tech world, right? I, did, I didn't even, with all due respect, I didn't even know you existed two weeks ago. No, I and get now it, yeah. look, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, it's you know? It's still a small town, but still big enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's true because like the studio we went to, I was like, I didn't even know this existed. Like I go to the Reading Library, or I do it at home, and that goes to show you, you know, Reading is, you know, coming up and stuff like that. And I think it's, I think it's cool, man. It's just, it feels like there's a, a Renaissance period either right on the way or kind of no, starting. I it. totally think it's that. I think, I think yeah. it's massive Renaissance. I mean, the Renaissance started just by people thinking, "How can we do? What's the next thing?" And right now, we have all of that. We have everybody saying, "Hey, what can I create? What can I make?" You're the best example. You're making stuff, doing all that stuff. Anyways, yes, no, podcasts are great. I think it's fantastic. I want to know, what do you think is going to be the next thing after podcasts? Because if podcast is a new radio, what's after podcast? Oh, man, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it has to be something that gives conversations more freedom. I, I think the next step wouldn't be necessarily changing the format. Like radio to podcast, we change the format by not doing ads and by getting a curse and and say a whole lot of stuff you can't say yeah. through FCC rules, quote unquote. That's totally. kind of the gist. I feel like the next big thing, and we're kind of in the middle of it, which you know I, you know, hate to bring it up, but something like a Truth Social. I feel like people are going to start once they feel like Google or these apps censor them. Apps for podcasts and and yeah. and websites for podcasts will become a much bigger thing. I think there will be apps within apps. Kind of, it's not going to be a huge thing where. To be honest with you, I don't know what comes next in 10, 15 years. You know, I don't know if it's going to be us on – Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. You put it on like a little like chip and deliver it to someone. I have no idea how it gets to people. But I just know that people are going to want the freedom of speech factor. They're going to be fighting over, you know, constitutional right, what I can and can't say, and fighting with big there. tech. I think that's going to be huge. And, and little apps and little websites, man, that those are going to be the way. And then, oh, come here. You can say whatever you want. Come here. You can talk as much smack as you want, whatever. You know, people are going to be attracted to that. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, you know, so. that was that was the interesting thing that I was curious about with the Twitter Twitter acquisition, which apparently it's not happening. It's not happening yeah. anymore. Now so Twitter's sad. suing them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. terrible. It's, it's a mess. But I was curious about the freedom of speech to see how he was going to interact with that because i know that's something that um that musk is very big on right um, but yeah that i predict maybe it'll be uh just a lot more live streaming like hey i'm with my phone and i'm just going live right here people are into that kind of stuff it's like super raw super real it's right. even somehow more raw than a podcast and i just showed up here and we just started going you know yeah. So, anyways, please continue. I, I mean, I just to wrap it up, I just feel like it's a matter of convenience. You know what I mean? A matter of convenience and, and wants. Us as humans, we want a lot of stuff that, I'm not going to say we don't deserve, but a lot of stuff that is quite ridiculous at times. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I complain that I drive, you know, a, what, 2011 Camry or whatever. Sure, I'd like a 64 Mustang or, you know, something like that or a nice new Ram or something. But, like, people literally will find time to, like, complain about stuff like that. And I don't know, man. I just know for me – People want to be able to, to soundboard what they think yeah. without any sort of censorship. And I feel like the way to do that is just more stuff like a Truth Social. As soon as Truth Social really takes off, there's going to be a, I hate to say it, but left-wing politic app mm-hmm. that comes out. Then it's going to go from politics into economics. Then it'll go from economics into 
what you know, I feel like that's how it always goes. It goes from politics to money to culture, quote unquote, you know, movies, music, video games, and then life. And then then your gates are open. Then it's like, well, you know, there's nothing we can't talk about now. So that's why I feel like the future of podcasts is going in, in the tech age. You know, I feel like we've already kind of made our, our strides and in leaps and bounds as far as just getting it out there and, and the accessibility. But now it's going to be about free speech. You yeah. know, I mean, like you said, with Musk, I mean, that's that's going to be the big thing. You know, I could see him starting his own Twitter or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, why would I pay $44 billion when I could pay, you know, $500 million and have my own in 30 days, have my own, you know, the Elon Musk. And then you can't tell me millions of people aren't going to sign up. It's Elon Musk. They think this guy's like the Messiah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And he'll do a great job building. It'll be fine. It'll right. Probably be it, it'll better. be super techy. It'll be uh-huh. super new, super flashy. No, this is so real, too. The, the censorship problem is actually alive and well. I have a few friends yeah. that have podcasts, and they've gotten several of their podcasts pulled to the point where they had to completely shift platforms. Yep. Now, whether or not you agree with that, right? Uh, some things you probably shouldn't say. You shouldn't run into an airplane and yell bomb. That's not a, that's not a good thing to do, right? Right. <laughs> like, that's... You are drawing attention to the wrong thing in that wrong in that moment, right? Or you shouldn't go into uh, a family like Chuck E. Cheese and then start just cussing at the top of your lungs, right? right? So there is an element of we all should watch what we're talking about. However, being monitored on what you publish uh, on a, on a platform where people can opt in or opt out of listening to, right? Like you don't have to listen to the podcast, right? You don't have to listen to something that you disagree with. You can just say I don't want to, and then go on to the next one. It is sad that that is something that's happening right now at such a prevalent and, and common uh, level that it is. Right. And I mean, I feel like this is the next step because you look at, you know, I think there's been three or four big apps in our lifetime that have really changed things. Yeah. Um, you know, Windows is a software company to me. They're not really sure. an app. I feel like Google, mm-hmm. you know, with, with YouTube and everything, I feel like Facebook because them and Instagram and I feel like Twitter. And I would say TikTok, but it's a Chinese company, and some people still kind of view TikTok as like this. Oh, you have a TikTok? Like some people still do that. It's big right now, though. It's huge. It's the biggest app out. Yeah, there's no question about it. It, I think it's bigger than Instagram. It is. It's either one of those two. If you look at the downloads every day app in your country around the world, I guarantee one of the top two is TikTok or Instagram. Yeah, that's just where we're at. Or maybe some random app. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know as much as I think I know. But no, no, it's definitely. I mean, yeah, there are some weird apps in different countries, like Line. I download line when I'm in Asia. Nobody ever uses that here. Nobody does. Nobody yeah. knows what it is. But right. yeah, no, uh, Twitter, if you want to make any product and advertise a product, uh, depending on demographic, but nine times out of uh, four times out of five, you're advertising on TikTok. Like that's just how you reach people. Right. It's so, it's so easy to get there. And yeah, it's, it's, dude, it's a genius app. It's so good. It's genius. So well, smart. and to finish off my point here, I feel like all three of, you know, Google and Twitter and, and Instagram, they gave us something that we did not have, which is what created a need for it. We wanted something we didn't even, we needed something we didn't even know we wanted essentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Google and YouTube, I didn't, I didn't know I had to look at homie at, at the San Diego zoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? The first YouTube video ever is totally. me at the zoo. I didn't know I I had to look at a music video that was on MTV Thriller and back yeah. in 1982. Now it's on YouTube in 2008 like, on yeah. on my what on my you know PC or what at the time I, I'm yeah. holding a phone, but there's no mm-hmm. phones, no way. Totally. Uh, I mean, I guess the iPhone came out, but it was still new. Definitely, you know, even like iPods and stuff, and you know, I'll include Apple in there, but they're a company, not really an app. You know, they're kind of in the Microsoft vein. Um, and Google, I understand, is a company, but you know, they're more so the Google Pixel, yes. the Google you know Store app, the Google Gmail app. And then YouTube. Those are like their big things. Dude, for a guy who doesn't you know? know tech, you know pretty much everything about tech. I'm impressed. You probably have way more app knowledge than I do. Like, that's I, I just know me. about the stuff that interests me. I, yeah, you know, I don't have a, a wide array. But, yeah, I try to keep up with the times and, and be able to, you know, kind of uh, 
hang in the room, you know, with a lot of different conversations. Yeah. But Twitter, same thing. I was never able to to at somebody and, and tell them to f off or be like, oh, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. I was never able to do that before. 2008, nine, you know what I mean? And then as far as Instagram, there was never an app where we could all get together and look at a picture together. We could all get together and see Ellen at the Oscars. We can all get together and look at this beautiful woman on the beach showing off, you know, whatever. You can never get together and look at what homie was doing at the bar whiling out last night. It was all brand new stuff to us, Mm -hmm. you know? And Facebook kind of had that in the beginning with, you know, actual Facebook. And then they smartly Bought Instagram because I'll tell yes, you what, so Facebook smart. would be in trouble right now if they didn't have Instagram. Definitely, definitely. People don't realize how valuable Instagram is to Facebook because uh, to me, Facebook is a dying app. I don't care what anybody says. It's a dying app, but it's also extremely uh, – it's it's huge for advertising. It's massive for advertising. That's true. So within the business context, it's actually super integrated with um, most other everything, and it's fantastic for that. But other than that, oh, my gosh. The Facebook, censorship. Oh, it's terrible. It's completely awful. It's like, what and is it? And the complaining. Yeah, complain. It's, I uh, can't take it. You just go up there, and you're like, all right, cool. This is my mom's friends, and uh, I don't really <laughs> – I don't want to hear what you have to say, Stacey. I mean, yeah, haven't talked to you in yeah, 13 years. Absolutely. I don't even, yeah, last time you saw me, I was yay big. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, I don't care. But thanks man. for your strong opinion about my life. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's so funny. Or how soft millennials are. Just oh, whatever. yeah. Gosh, that's they hilarious. love that. They maybe love I that. I'm soft. I, maybe I am. You know what? <laughs> it, it's funny. okay. It's all okay. right. Somebody's yeah. got to be soft. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay. If you could improve one app, one app, doesn't matter what kind. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be DoorDash. It could be Twitter. It could be Lime. It could, it could be whatever. If you could improve one app to your liking, what would that app be? Dude, we talked about this on the podcast. I think this is the greatest idea. I want somebody to do this. Take my idea. Uh, just give me like 1% of the company, if you will. <laughs> Here's what I want. Here's what I want. I want a location-based Twitter. I want it to just be a tab on Twitter. You open Twitter, and you're like, hmm, this is nice. Also, what's happening in my area right now? Boom. So five-mile radius or 10-mile radius or whatever you want to select for it. And then you could also look back in time. So what it, what was Twitter saying this date? Although that that c- could have a lot of problems, right? You know, people say things, and now it's immortalized. So there'd have to be some good regulation on that, right. I imagine, or the ability to delete of your own apps. But, dude, how cool would it be if you're like, oh, I'm in the library. Let's go on Twitter. What's everybody saying here? This is insane. Or, like, I'm at a concert. What's people saying? Oh, my gosh, look at this. That would be dope. Or you could be location-based Twitter. You want to see where somebody is at a concert. Sweet. Oh, that person's doing a live stream right there. Awesome. Now I don't have to, like, buy the ticket, but I can just follow this guy's stream. I think that'd be cool. Now, if that was there, would you use that feature? I don't even have a Twitter. Oh no, <laughs> we gotta. Get I don't even have a Twitter. Dude, so let me tell. My problem is I wild out on Twitter because I'm very like, if you don't give me the access, I won't do anything with it. It's almost like, I don't know, man. Like I hate to have such a like a serious analogy, but like, <laughs> if I'm like a recovering addict and then you throw just like a bag <laughs> this of meth, right? Right. Is- I'm gonna have to do something with it. Like you can't just leave it there. So that that's what Twitter is. If it's not there, it's out of sight, out of mind. I won't use it. Oh, if smart. it's just sitting there and I listen to something and and I'm upset or someone says something to me and I want to passive aggressively respond, the problem is I do it and I, and then my friends are like, "Dude, you're wild," and like delete that. They're like, "Dude, For that's real? not." Oh this yeah, is great. Oh yeah, that's impressive. I have a hard time <laughs> responding to anything on Twitter. Every time anybody says anything dumb, I'm like. Just it's not worth it. It's just gonna like devolve into something just really, really awful. But I, oh man, can you get it back? I want to follow you and see what Look, you do. 
Here's my real opinion on Twitter. Oh, I realize it's one of the most valuable companies. Yeah. I realize that it's one of the biggest, the last 15 years, one of the biggest influences on the world and society and culture as a whole. And it, it's made, it's changed the internet. I mean, that one app changed everything. And, yeah. You know, I'm at, I remember the big, big first incident that happened, honestly, as dumb as it sounds, that everyone hopped on Twitter and clowned someone was Kanye being drunk off the Henny going on stage yeah. with Taylor Swift. Great. Everyone on Twitter that night, that was what, 09? Everyone on Twitter nuts. went crazy on Kanye. I remember that moment. That was one of the first big Twitter, like, this is like the Wild West. Yeah. Anyone could just say whatever they want about this dude yeah. right now in yeah, real yeah, time. Yeah. This is crazy. And I'm sorry, I don't remember your original question. Well, why, why wouldn't yeah, I get why, a Twitter? Yeah, you said why you shouldn't. I feel like because it's like the downfall of society, though. I feel like Twitter is the originator of cancel culture. No. They're the originator of bitching and complaining about everything. They're the originator of never being yeah. happy with anything. But the, it's it's also, a very negative app to me, in my opinion. Okay, okay, I get that. I get that. But it, it's, okay, cancel. Oh, gosh, how do I even go into this? Um, <laughs> Be careful. Liberals need conservatives, right? Uh, Republicans need Democrats. Twitter has both of it. And they both swing and pendulum off of each other. Yeah. But, dude, no, Twitter, okay, uh, Facebook is the people you went to high school with. Twitter is the people you wish you went to high school with. Mm. You can see the people you want to see, and it's information now. Okay, so the first ever uh, news release that was that hit the world viral the fastest, like, via the internet over traditional news was, you might not, I don't know, I think you have to look it up, but it's Monica Lewinsky when... Uh, um, oh, yeah, Bill I know about Clinton. that. Yeah, yeah of course, obviously of course I know about, about that. But did you know it was the first thing that was, like, viral internet by storm? I didn't know about the internet. I knew that was the first time where the American media kind of, like, really went after a precedent. Oh, yeah. They, and, like, it really made us look bad well, to other countries. Nixon and it's, yeah. I right. Mean, but Nixon actually did. Totally. Bill just had some fun. Nixon was, like, <laughs> Nixon was doing shit. I mean, that's the yeah, difference to me. Yeah, you're totally but. right. Nixon is not. Yeah, he's he's definitely <laughs> holding the smoking boat. Yeah, that's not good. Anyway, um, yeah. But so that was the first time that that type of news, any type of news, was viral. It hit vi- virality, if you will. Um, then it comes along all these different, different platforms. Twitter, I think it's the best of information now. If you want to follow information that's happening today, that's how you do it, right? We talked about, I think we talked about fires on the podcast that you were on with us. Um, if there's a fire right now and it's happening and you need the information now, Twitter's a great spot because I can say, hey, that's true. this is a fire and it's happening right here. Facebook is also decent for that, but it's not easy to search. It's, it's not, not as current. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it's so unwieldy for search engines, anything like that. But Twitter, man, you get like the the opinions and the thoughts of people, and they don't have to curate pictures. A lot of people don't like to do pictures because it takes a little bit of effort. Uh, just type it in the words, which I guess that's ease of access. Which that's why you uh, that's why you go wild, and if you will, and you start like slamming yes. people. No, man, I think you should totally have a Twitter. <laughs> Maybe you know, my buddy George always tells me it'd be beneficial for the podcast and putting it on Twitter. But I mean, I'm here to tell you, I I've done that before, and it just I don't the, I keep the apps that I see a good amount of traffic and that you know everyone everyone people don't like to fail over and over and over we do it because we yeah. hope to get to success at the next step totally but on Twitter and I see it with Facebook it's a lot of you know no traffic one like, three like. I can go on Instagram and post something. I will get 100 and some odd people that Boom, will see right it, there. even if they don't mm-hmm. click the link. Yeah, 110 people are conscious that Blake Mayfield has a podcast actively putting out episodes. Same with like TikTok. I feel like Twitter. It's outside of maybe my followers and my friends. If I put a good hashtag, people they're like, oh yeah, you have some podcast. I go to the next thing. And oh yeah, some blue link. Everyone has a blue link. Yeah. I just me personally, that's how I kind of feel about it. And uh, you know, I, I'm a conversationalist, and, and I do you know kind of like talking my 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 shit. And 
that app just sometimes I get I get out of hand. So maybe maybe in in the future or something like that. Maybe one of these days when I feel it's necessary. I'm sure I'll get one at some point. But yeah. I just don't think the day's today. To be fair, um, I mostly do consumption on Twitter. I just I follow the people I want to see. I want to see what they're saying. I want to see what Neil Patel is saying. I want to see what Elon Musk is saying. I'm just curious. What are you saying? Because these people have a different perspective than I do often. And you can get the same thing on Instagram, but. I like in word form every now and again. Anyways, yeah. uh, in defense of Twitter, give it a shot. Try, try <laughs> re- Resurrect the Twitter account. Please do it for me. I'll see what happens. You know, yeah. this summer, we'll see what happens. It, it's the dog days right now. There's not a lot going on. I might just fire it up and just – well, I might do the – you know who I like on Twitter is uh, Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay-Z will pop in and out once every, like, literally two or three years. He'll give you 10 or 12 tweets in a row about his company or selling or, or black excellence or, you know, my wife is still Beyonce. She's still the biggest pop. And then he's gone. Yeah. He's gone with the wind in the middle of the night, man. It's crazy. He's not going to come back until 2025. And I it's love like, it. what? You know what I mean? Like, or he'll tweet out, hey, congrats to Steph Curry and the Warriors winning the title. Won't come back till 2024. It's like, that's so random. And it shows you kind of what his, he loves hip hop. He loves basketball. The headspace, he's still. So someone like that, I might do something like that. But I'm not Jay-Z. Like, that's cool if you're an icon. But I'm not, if I pop in and out every other year, people aren't going to follow me because I'm not consistent. It it, it goes back to just consistency. And that's exhausting. That is really exhausting. You're doing it right now with this podcast. And that's probably a lot on your plate. So let's add another app on your plate. That's not an easy thing just to add. It's not going to be hard work. It's just. What would I say? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, so why say anything, you know, if I don't have anything to say? Oh, there you go. You hit the wrong, you you hit the problem with America right now. (laughs) I don't want to say the wrong thing, so I'm just not going to say anything. That's that's such a sad thing. Yeah. Such a sad cultural problem right now. Yeah, it's true. Anyways. And, you know, my thing is I want to protect the integrity of this and and protect this with everything that I can, and what what I can't control is what I say and don't say, Uh you know, so it's like, I'm just going to not even give myself... You know, it's, it goes back to access. You know, I'm not going to give myself the access, you know. So yeah, that, yeah that's, that's just where I'm at with it. I so. do that with TikTok. It just sucks the time out of me. So I'm like, <laughs> I got to get rid of this. Yeah, dude, TikTok hasn't been juicy like that in a little while, man. Really? Last summer, like, I could not stop. I'm like, holy shit, this app is the greatest thing I've ever found. Yep. And this summer, like, I just scroll. Three-second scroll. Five-second scroll. I'm like... Nothing's catching me. Like I don't yeah. know what's. I don't know if it's my for you page is messed up. I gotta oh, figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. It's just a lot of stuff. Like it's stuff I'm interested in, but it's like I'm not that interested in it. You know, oh, it's not like it's holding my attention. It just got my attention. I will say it's really fun with uh, TikTok to just get a new account and then it's all fresh. It's like all the algorithms gone, and you just like. I don't know. You're just showing me a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. And you're just kind of curious to see what the general public has. I do like coming across the random, like, Cobby Lame. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and just the random, like, guy jumps out of an airplane and it has 90 million views. You know, yeah. I do like the random, like, super totally. viral, yep. this is running the app right now, number one Definitely. on the app videos. Like, give me more of those. I'll even take the what's popping today on TikTok. What's got 50 million, 100 million plays on TikTok? Mm-hmm. You know, because if 50 million other people like it, chances are I might like it too. You yep. know, so I like that kind of stuff. I wish I did that more. So I'm in agreement with you on that. But let's move into this, Dustin. Let's do a mini speed round. I've never done a speed round with someone on my podcast. Yeah, what is it? I and you and Kendall did this on your guys' podcast oh, for yeah. me. That was and so I want to ask you a few questions if you're down. Let yeah. me play a little yeah. little game of, of speed round here. Question number one. If you could live in one place differently than Reading, where would it be? Anywhere in the world. Uh, Seoul, Korea. Uh, Seoul, Korea? Yeah. People love South Korea. Yeah, I love it. It's super nice. People say the Korean culture is just like, obviously, you know, K-pop's a big thing that's made its way to America. But that's, yeah. 
I mean, people don't, there's not a lot of Korean culture here until you go to like the Chinatowns in San Francisco and no, stuff, no, no. you know, not a lot of like Korean food places around here, not a lot of Korean culture at all. Yeah. I guess anime, anime and K-pop. I feel like that's so mainstream for me to say, Yeah. but those are kind of the two things that even someone like me is aware of. Oh, yeah, yeah. My little sister loves, you know, anime and she says she doesn't like BTS and all those groups, but I know she does, but why Korea? That's so Dude, interesting. I've, okay. So I've been to a lot of places. I've traveled to, I have no idea how many countries, uh, over 50, less than 100, somewhere in there. Um, and I, I love them all. I love all the cities. Korea is one of my favorite cities just because it's so nice. It's so freaking nice, dude. Um, the public transit's really good. Everything's super clean. Everybody's extremely kind. Incredible infrastructure. Great economy. You can get a job there as an English speaker just teaching English. You get paid decently well. Um, mm. It's beautiful. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great life oh, hack. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You could totally do it. You could do it tomorrow. I'll help you. <laughs> Let me know. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the greatest cities in terms of like, this is nice. Now, is it? I wouldn't stay there forever. But if I if I was like, yeah, I'm gonna live there for two years. Oh my gosh, I'd have a hell of a two years. Plus, I would say I didn't spot. say in the question, but just just a year. Yeah. Where would you live for a year? One year. Uh, uh, it'd say, be Seoul, Korea. Yeah, Seoul, Korea. Maybe Berlin. Probably not Berlin. Uh, Germany. Okay. Yeah, I used to live in Germany, so that's that's near and dear to my heart. Um, but I used to live about like three hours south of Berlin. Uh, two hours. But, um, okay. my gosh, right now, right now, two years, Seoul, Korea, or let's say this. How about Oxford, England? I love England. I love um, that area. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, okay, you know what it is? It's just, it's America's really young. We're great, but we're running around like a freaking teenager, man. Everybody's doing everything all the time. Slow down a little bit. England's great at that. They're just, they have really bad food, really good tea, and everybody's just not taking anything too seriously. They have really bad food? Oh, like it's bad so, for you, or like it's just, it's oh, gross? It's just bland, man. It's oh, so boring. That sucks. It does suck. It sucks so bad. Even the bread sucks, though? Everything's, everything, no, actually, you know, they're morning little biscuits and all that stuff. That's I'm nice. saying, are the croissants good and the muffin? Like, croissants I gotta make sure that. Italian croissants are better. It's hard those, to mess up flour and water. Uh, uh, they found a way in a lot of cases. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stick with Seoul, Korea. But uh, Oxford, England's a close second. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you? Where would you? I mean, it's San Francisco's the move spot. Where you would know, you know that that I, I the best way I can say that is that it's a phase spot. I have always, always, my heart lies here. It's my second home. Yeah. San Diego, California, but in particular, yes. and, and this is my retirement spot because I just I know the price is crazy. Oh, it's great. Uh, La Jolla. Oh, La Jolla, California. La Jolla is just a little little coastal beach town. If you guys don't know, it's on the outskirts of San Diego. I want to say it's a 45-minute drive or something outside of San Diego. It is right on the ocean. There's like a big-ass cliff. You go down on the cliff. Uh, you drive over it, I guess, or, or yeah. you know, essentially. And you come down into like the actual part of like the town. Um, my dad used to be a window cleaner, so we cleaned a house that was maybe literally 100 yards away from, sh- from water. That's cool. And let me tell you, I was just like, I can't believe this is even – a thing right now. But yeah, I'm not a big mansion guy. Mansions kind of creep me out. I'm like a hundred different rooms. Someone could be in one of my rooms. I'll never know it. I agree with you that. You know, that's I weird. That. I'm cool with a little three or four bedroom, me and my dogs, but the where I'm at on the property costs a lot. So I'll, I'll take the beach view. I'm kind of, oh, here's I my buddy George my right answer. here. I want to do your spell. Oh, cool. You got a friend. Let's take a break real quick. I'll be Absolutely. right back. All right, and we are back. So, good friend George Torres has joined us on the pod today. He doesn't have a microphone, unfortunately, but George is here in a, in a Hawaiian shirt. He was out till six thirty in the morning, uh, partying, I guess. So, you know, oh, you don't uh, want me to put all that out there? Sorry, my bad. Uh, we're always partying every night. Reading, six thirty in party the morning. Scene. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let's get into this, Dustin. What is the best business you think someone could start for themselves in two thousand twenty-two? Ooh, um, okay. Give me some background. Do they want to make uh, a tech? 
Because this whole podcast has been tech and Bay Area and companies going to Texas and apps. What is, what's the best business someone can start for themselves if they want to get into tech? And then maybe just a, a general answer after that. Okay, so if they're doing it on their own, I would say um, this is a business I've been wanting to start. It's just making landing pages. So if you go on Twitter, go on anywhere, make 10 landing pages of imaginary products and then run some analytics on those products so you can go through Facebook and just run ads and just get the click through and then post all of it. Say, hey, I made this page. This is what I found from the information from that page. If you do 10 of those pages, people will start to buy those ideas off of you. They will literally say, this is great. I love that idea. You already have it on the thing. I'll give you 10 grand for this idea because you did the hard work of coming up with the idea and getting information about it just to see what that – that's like so much of the beginning of business is just getting buy-in of it. So if, if I was in tech and I wanted to do that, if I was able to code in tech, one of the greatest places is just web design right now. Everybody – Everybody hires out the nose. I have a friend who makes $95. I have another friend who makes $200 an hour. It's insane. The money just just doesn't line up. It's fantastic. Uh, another good business is scrubbing the internet for inter- for analytics. But that's too hard. That's that's too much of a, uh, a starting point if I were you. Anybody? Um, I would do anything in tech. Just find some no-code device. So that is I have an app builder. I have a website builder. And Make some kind of website and see if you can get traction, and then make another website and see if you can get traction. That's what I would do. Okay, it's kind of kind of like a, a GoDaddy thing. Maybe go buy a yeah. website on GoDaddy or something, and then yeah, yeah, kind of well, flex it out that way. Absolutely, GoDaddy or Wix or um, yeah, okay. anything like that. Yeah, there's tons and tons of options. Gotcha. Well, what do you think would be the best business idea someone could start in general? In general, if, if you have any, are we idea. talking one person's running the business? It could be a restaurant. It could be something in tech. It could be opening. A new library. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do yeah, you think great. of the most uh, profitable or something people could see themselves growing into? So, in restaurants really hard. You have to have a lot of front end capital. Hard. Yeah, absolutely. And their margins aren't great at but, all. So, I would say a restaurant. It would have to be a passion project. Um, if you really loved it, you know, same coffee shops are the same way. Like, it's not easy to make good money with a coffee shop. You can make a very small coffee shop and make good money, but not a, not a big one. Um, one that I think has been interesting lately that I've noticed is. Um, if you wanted to start one tomorrow, what you could do is you could advertise yourself as a moving company. So you just go on uh, any place, run ads, and say, hey, I'm a moving company. I'll move it to you. So the second that somebody calls you up, you say, oh, awesome, happy to do it. You hire you and one of your friends. Go get a T-shirt. Go get the same shirts. Go get black collared shirts and then uh, show up with khaki shorts. Start moving everything. You can rent a freaking U-Haul and do the whole thing for them, charge them a lot of money per mile and per day, and you can start a business with absolutely no money. It would be really easy. Same thing with Falling Trees. I think that's a great business, actually. Falling Trees, you could charge um, $75 on the ground, $150 while you're in the air, and you don't even have to move any of the stuff away. You just have to learn how to climb a tree and chop it down. Now, there's a lot of mm. high risk there. Um, yeah. But there are some people. I have a friend who does that. I think he makes $2,000 a day doing it, if on a good day. That's not often, but – it's it's That's good though. Oh yeah, it's insane. Plus you have a startup like a, a show up fee and all that kind of stuff. And then you can just contract don't even contract contract it out. Just say, hey, these are companies that I would use to move all the timber. But all you have to do is climb a tree and chop it down. That's so much easier. You don't have to do any heavy lifting with that. Those those would be two fun fun ideas, I think. Um other than that, dude, you know what would be really fun? This What's is that? fun. This is a this is an um a business hack. So um Airbnb experiences. I could host an experience in my backyard. Let's say I'm really, really good at making uh, Italian food, right? So mm-hmm. I could say um, Dustin's Italian night. It's only one night a month. Hi, uh, sign up for this experience, and you have no regulation. So you can serve wine without a, a, 
or you can serve liquor without a liquor license. You can make food without any of these licenses just because it's a hosted thing in your in your space. So you can use that to do anything. Hey, I'm your bar crawl buddy. Just charge uh, buy my beer and give me 50 bucks and I'll do I'll take you across all the best bars in Reading and I'll teach you how to do that. Boom, that's an easy business or hey uh, yeah uh, our guest <laughs> over here is like hey i'm gonna do that <laughs> that's great or like uh yeah any anything like that if you can teach a course or hey i can teach you all about good bourbon and good scotch and why scotch is always better than bourbon mm. um uh, that's a strong opinion that only the right people have but I, I scotch think, is also uh, strong so there you go oh it's so great man <laughs> yeah so uh yeah those are a few ideas for you if you will what's the best way to fight inflation for the average American consumer, because you work on a lot of consumer stuff, yeah. you know, a, a lot of a lot of tech, a lot of that stuff is consumer based. What do you think is the best way for a consumer to to fight inflation? Oh man, that's really really tough. So everybody's saying that you need to be cash cash heavy in the upcoming months and years, right? So um, don't don't use any loans or anything like that right now. I think that's a good idea. I think the best way. Dude, you got to ride the wave. You got to um, – I think you should innovate. You got to find new fields and get into them. So crypto I think is going to grow. It could still crash, but it's inflation's happening, right? If you're sitting on your cash, you're going to do that. Oh, I mean this is a little sad to say, but like don't pay your loans. That's that's a terrible thing to say. But if inflation is at 8% right now and your uh, interest at your loan is 3%, 5%, whatever it is, just don't pay it. Like defer, defer, defer. Take it off. That's how you save yourself there. Um Sad advice. Don't don't follow that one. Pay your loans, guys. <laughs> Pay your debts. Um, but how would you fight inflation? How would you fight inflation? Uh, my 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 strategy is just I'm going to outgrow it. Like inflation is going to happen. It always happens. But you know, yeah. what? if you have a business, you're going to f- ride that wave. If you have any kind of business that people need, and that's a lot of businesses. Like people need a lot of things. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Um, or if you work in healthcare, you're going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Basically, how I fight it is, is first, I just keep doing this consistently because I think this is my my cash cow. This is my grip. This is my when we go to a streaming service or we go somewhere and they offer us a, a, a bag, as the kids say, yeah. I'm ready to accept the bag. So this is kind of my thing where it's like, we talked about the 10,000 hours thing, the, the Malcolm Gladwell yeah. thing, where it's like, how many hours have you put into it? I think my answer to you guys was like three or 4,000. I think that's a realistic I think yeah. I put about 4,000 hours, including drives and prep and sitting here and uploading and descriptions and mm-hmm. pictures. I think I spent about 4,000 hours on this podcast. So I'm almost about halfway there. You know, we're looking at episode, what, 164 today. Dude. So give me give me 400 episodes. I could probably have a pretty damn good You're, Spotify. Do you oh want to buy gosh. this? Apple? You know, maybe not buy it because I don't ever want to sell this because it's my IP and my property. But partner with someone, if you will. Um, but how I combat that is uh, staying consistent, following my passion, and uh, silver. Silver. That's great. That's silver. a great answer. That's super Crypto, good. Crypto, I, I don't – not that I don't believe in it. Not that I don't think it's not the future. I mean I heard – Sure. You hear about someone like Odell Beckham, you know, the receiver for the Rams who was uh-huh. going to get $500,000, accepted all of his contract in Bitcoin, made $30,000 instead yep. because it crashed in January. Exactly. That kind of sucks. I don't want to be that guy, quote, unquote. And that could totally happen. I'd rather be the guy that spent five hundred grand in silver and now the silver is worth $425,000, 450000 or it's worth – 525, 550. You're not going to make a ton and you're not going to lose a ton. It, it just holds it. It's not like gold and or platinum where they spike and then they kind of come down and they yeah. spike and they come down. Silver doesn't really spike like that uh, just because it's never really been that kind of a precious metal. It's always been gold and the little known secret's platinum. Oh, a lot okay. of people don't. It's more expensive than gold too. It's more yeah. valuable. So I think that's good. Okay, let me let me throw this in here really quick. There's yeah, a, yeah, sure. There's a quote that I've been. Um, the most impactful quote for me this last year is, I'm sure you've heard this before, but you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, yes. right? So if you're working at Starbucks right now and you're like, I'm just going to get that raise. Well, your raise is going to be $2, right? $2 is not going to change your life. 
but be some acquire some kind of skill like you're doing right now like and and find a way to market that skill to the market have people want you or whatever skill you have and then you will actually be playing a better game that has way better prizes and you're going to fight inflation cuz it's not going to freaking matter you're going to you're going to do fine with that if that makes sense plus then there's a sunken cost fallacy if you're in a dead end job and you think like well i've been here long and i'm i'm 30 i'm 35 i'm whatever 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 that's total bullshit no you can innovate and relearn how to do things at any point in time and there's no such thing as it's too late to pull out got to do it yeah. Platinum, though, man, I didn't expect that. Platinum, look it up, man. I'm telling you. I mean, look, it's it's expensive. I think for uh, however one gram or one, yeah. I think it's one ounce. I think they always sell them by the ounces and, and yeah. precious metals. I think one ounce is about seventeen hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Have you seen those tungsten steel cubes? Yeah, of course. I want one of those so bad, man. <laughs> about twenty grand. I 20. know, yeah. I want it's it. like, dude, this is so it's much. The, it's it's the douchiest way to spend money, but I want it. <laughs> I want to ask you this. Who is one person that you would love to have on your podcast? Well, after Black Blake Mayfield, I'm not really sure. It's just... Oh, uh, don't do that. Come <laughs> on. No. Don't do that. Um, okay, who's... Uh, actually, Elon Musk is a great example. He innovates a lot. Anybody oh, would be who great can, for idea drop. Oh, he'd be fantastic. Anybody yeah. who can innovate is really good. Also, people who you don't think of as innovators that are innovators, right? Like Shaq owns tons of companies. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Soda. Yeah, tons of weird uh, Icy Hot. I don't know if he owns Icy Hot, but he definitely does. Totally endorses commercial. it. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody who can innovate like that, I think is fantastic. Um yeah, I'm much more interested in somebody who's done something than somebody who has a pedigree about it or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, I'd say one of those guys would be fun. Okay, sounds good. Well, that's all I got for the mini speed round. I figured I'll just ask you this and we'll get out of here, man. What comes yeah. next for you in, in 2022? 2022. So yeah, is there anything wife, on the docket? Yeah, good What's question. going on? So we're uh, our podcast is still going. hoping to get that up and taken off. I have a few business ideas. I mentioned a couple of them. We're trying to see how far that will go. My wife and I, uh, we got married about a month and a half ago, so now oh, we're congrats, here. Oh, congrats, man. Congrats. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. That's great. I feel pretty happy about it. <laughs> so we're trying to decide if we should stay in Reading or if we should move away as well. So that's that's the mm. big thing. Um, Where would you go? Would you go to South Korea? We're talking about going to London, actually. London. Um, yeah, yeah. Even though you wanted to go to Seoul, Korea, I know. Uh, no, what was the other place in, in England? Yeah, actually, you we wanted to go to Oxford? Oxford. Yeah, so we were talking about going to college, um, going back to college in Oxford, not the Oxford, but there's uh, local colleges there, and it's just. I'll really say local. Oxford University. Yeah, that, just okay. you know, is that New York or something like that, or no, Pennsylvania? Ox well, there's a lot of different um, iterations of Oxford University, but Oxford University is also in Oxford. Um, and it's, you know, it's the... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the hub or Loki of all the greatest thinkers on Earth. Yeah, and those guys are total assholes. But um, <laughs> the city's super fun, and it's a great time. So I, I would love to move there. We're thinking about just relocating just to um, experience life before we have kids. So that's probably the most interesting thing. Yeah, so we'll see. If I get out of the area before you get out of the area, that would be the interesting question. <laughs> that would be the interesting question. I have one last thing for you. And I ask, where would you live if you could? What's one place, being in tech, that you would move to in America that you think is a hot spot that you think your company would? Is it the Bay? Is it Austin? It's actually is Austin. It? Yeah, Austin's great okay. right now. I think that would Austin's be super I mean, interesting. The problem hotbed. is, it's too hot. It's actually legitimately just normal hot. It's it, the temperature is too damn hot there. I don't yeah. want to do it. 
Uh, but it's the same as it is here, right? It's like the valley yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I would do Austin. I, I don't think I can stomach the traffic in San Francisco, uh, but Silicon Valley would be really nice if you had the money. So you always have Vacaville, Fremont. You always have I the other. I like Vacaville. Okay. Do you like Vacaville? You know, I don't spend enough time there to really formulate the opinion. I, I know Vacaville is cool, and I only think it's cool because when you take that drive, the boring drive on I-5. Yep, it's boring. And you hit Winters. And then you finally see Amazon factory finally. on the right, suburbs on the left. You're like, Bay Area. Exactly. And it's going to be 78, and it's you're going to feel great about yourself. Yeah, yeah. it's 100% true. Yeah. I, I actually do. But as far as the nut tree and all that, it's too popping now, man. I can't get out to go to the Jelly Bean factory anymore. I can't. That's funny. It's, I was it's too much, tree, man. That's funny. Yeah, as that's a kid, we, I did that when I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. The nut tree was a place that you'd pull into, and, and you can kind of walk around and it, it's compact. There's a lot of yeah. people there. You say a lot of people moved up here, which I know they have from the Bay. Totally, yeah. I've been in the Bay twice this summer. There's a lot of people that live there There's still. still some it's a people, major people area. People are coming back into the city now. I think during COVID, everybody was like, get me the hell out. And now they're trying to recirculate back into it, which is totally fine. There's um, a lot to do there. It's a, it's a oh, nice place. There's so many things to do There's there. Top Golf's there. There's like Whole Foods. It's like... It's uh, it's popping, if you will, down it is the bar. <laughs> so, dude, I think I would do San Francisco. I would do New York. I would do Austin. Anything like that. That would be really fun. If you want to be, it's I guess it's hang around with the people that you want to be like, and those people are doing interesting things. So it'd be fun to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, look, Dustin, I want to thank you for coming on, man. I had a great time. I had a great talk. I think I learned a lot. I hope that you learned a lot. Yeah. And I hope the listeners learned a lot, man, because I thought this was really good. We're only at an hour 16. So I, I not that it's all compact like we've been talking about, totally. but I thought it was just perfect length. So, Dude, thanks was for cool, having man. me, man. It's super fun to be here. Also, what a cool studio you got here. This is a really good resource. I, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed through and through. So, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. When does the episode drop with me, you, and, Dude, and Kendall? I don't know. I got to text this because there's like, uh, I got to text Kendall and ask him. Um, I I bet you it's this week or next, but I know there's okay. like five in the docket that are being edited and they're going to be put out. I'll text you a date when it is. Sure. Um, sure. Because yeah. I'll definitely promote it everywhere and I'll post it everywhere it. And, and the link on, on social media and Instagram and all that. So. Awesome, man. Yeah. I, I love yeah. reposting the, the guest podcast I get to do as well. Dude, so. it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Perfect. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I'll be back here in just a few days' time, and I'll see you guys later. Have a good day.